Welcome to Old Town New World. Uh, we're here at Rock Hill Brewing Company. I'm Jason Broadwater. I'm still Chris Gervais. Really? And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Small Town USA. No, okay. Lanny, thank you so much for being here with us. Yeah. Great so to be here. yeah, good man. So tell us, give us just a little, a little primer here. Your name, what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Lanny Adamson. Uh, I'm the associate managing director at uh, York Preparatory Academy here in Rock Hill. Uh, York Prep, YPA. There's different, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, words to this. Eba. Yeah, sure. York Prep's been around, ah man, for ten plus years. It's been a you know school of of of, uh, of choice by parents. Yeah. It's been it's been a, kind of a heart of uh, of education for for those who are looking for something a little different. Um, so it's a charter school, yeah, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's so we'll right. get into kind of unpacking what a charter school is and and YPA and how it's specifically unique. And before we do though, let's just get a little bit about you, sure. man. So um, where are you from? Well, I'm from Arkansas originally. Uh, moved over to, to Utah, where I went to school. Utah State Aggies, you know, we nice. had a few, a few, those Aggies in the NFL, you know, Bobby Wagner, and, yeah, you know, yeah. he's one of the great defensive backs for uh, Seattle uh, Seahawks. Um, yeah, I graduated from there, both in education, uh, teaching, and administration. Okay. Do you ever go skiing or snowboarding? Or you know, anything? being an Arkansas native, man, I, that kind of yeah. freaked me out a little bit. I, I did it, did it a couple times, but it, I, it's beautiful. I mean, there there yeah. are lots of places to go. It is, but you know, I didn't grow up skiing and stuff as a southerner. I just yeah. didn't do it much. I don't know if you did in Arkansas. <laughs> no, 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 no. I hear yeah. there's some maybe some ski places in North Carolina. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, there are. But like the one day that it snows, everybody goes. Oh, you know, yeah. and so it's not very fun. Yeah, sure. Sorry, I don't mean to hate on uh, Boone or anything. No. But, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's also like artificial, like I actually did go like as a teenager skiing sometimes. There's like artificial slopes and stuff. Man, yeah. So, so Utah College, um, you talk talking about education, administration. Yeah. And did you come out and go into the public school system from there? Or? Actually, I went into the uh, at-risk world, meaning okay. uh, treatment centers. I ran. I was a teacher for about six years, dealing with at-risk youth, mostly from California, who came oh, out. Wow. Um, I mean, so where was this? This was in uh, Logan, Utah. Okay. And there, you know, as a, I taught social studies, and that's going to be a, a big part in 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 uh, this new model of education that we'll be talking about there at uh, YPA Kettlesong. Uh, teaching social studies, I had some of the most at-risk kids. They'd clear my desk off some days, upset and angry, you know, yelling expl- uh, expletive at me, and I'd just say, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, but yeah. really be able to develop those relationships were really really important. And, That's great. And, and that that basis that's, that those skills that I gained there, you know, will allow me to be able to lead, uh, you know, this new new school at Kettlesong. Yeah. So I mean, so you know, the overview here is that there's a new York Preparatory Academy being built on the south side of Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a unique um, educational experience. Uh, it's about place-based education, which we're going to get into. Um, and our friend here, Lanny, is, is going to be the main man uh, on this campus. And um, so he's going to educate us on, on kind of the, that project and then on place-based education in general. But um, first, let's start with 
I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of misconceptions around what a charter school even is. So, is it, what is it fair to call him big man on campus? Uh, yeah, big man. Are you talking about yeah. my waist size? Or are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, talk about your far yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it takes a team. It, it, it you know, it really team, does. Yeah. That community. Yeah. That's that's what this school's about. Yeah. So, so so before we get to this school, what is a charter school? Charter school essentially is a, it's a. It's a school that's been developed by a particular interest group of some sort. It can be parents, it could be a, a business of sorts that essentially wants to educate kids in a designated way. Right. And so um, you have great people who have taken that, those, those, you know, those initiatives to go and create these schools throughout the United States. And the charter movement has, really has changed and developed over the last decade or two. Uh, making making them more uh, more readily available for parents' options, yeah, yeah. choices. Yeah. And so they have to, I guess, adhere to some type of standards same, or something. Same yeah. standards. You okay. know, the same, we, we adhere to the same curriculum standards, same, uh, you know, essentially a law that's required in education for the state of South Carolina. Yeah. And it's not, as far as I understand, I mean, it's not taxpayer money's not being used to build charter schools. That's right. That's that's one of the discrepancies. That's right. We have to essentially pay, with it, pay for those schools out of the their own our own general fund right and so it's not a tax levy it's not anything that can be hey we're building a school let's put it on the taxpayers um, and that would definitely would help us in our bottom line and right. give more you know more funds to the kids but that's it is it is a it's not equal right right so what, what is the elevator pitch of charter school what's in Webster's dictionary defines charter schools as and, and different what, in comparison to uh, the district schools you like why what why why is it not just uh, your regular old school well, it's the ownership of its mission and vision. Mm. Okay. You know, that, that's, you know, for place-based learning, which we'll get into, um, is, is specific. Yeah. And so typically in, you know, in a district school, yeah, they could take an initiative of sorts and want to implement place-based, but this will be the heart of what we do. And yeah, so let's talk about that. So, I mean, so first of all, um, I will point out that uh, YPA has been lauded for its outcomes and achievements uh, in terms of student learning pretty significantly. Right. Tell us about that. Brian. Yeah, and in 2018, I, I think Mr. Brian Meyer up here, I think he was there maybe a couple years, two or three years prior to that um, as the managing director, made some changes uh, to uh, the program and uh, started seeing student results. And so in 2018, Work Prep was awarded the National, National Blue Ribbon School for its growth. Wow. Uh, and so graduation rates, um, National Blue Ribbon School for exemplary higher or high performance school being in the top 1% of schools in the United States for student growth. Oh, wow. Uh, top 1% uh, in the United States. In the United States. So I, I imagine that would be in like in, English, language arts, math. Yeah. Also, um, this, this year we were named the 2021 best high school by U.S. News and World Report. Dang. Wow. And so, you know, there's some doing some good things that's pretty so good y'all all walking around with big like trophies and uh, More like medallions go, gold like, chains yeah, you know like, and, slave clocks yeah, yeah, yeah number yeah. one school <laughs> no we always know what time it is yeah it's time to go to our number one school for <laughs> 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 uh, to be honest you know people know your prep there's a good reputation yeah there. yeah you know, good teachers good good staff good just good people in general who want, really truly care about student we, growth yeah this is like the third or fourth time this has organically come up on Old Town New World. We did a video for YPA years ago. It was so and much fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was awesome. And, and we, we um, interviewed a bunch of staff and teachers and stuff. And um, I've, nev I've genuinely never been to a school 
where every day when we'd leave, I felt really, I was like, man, I like to be in there. It felt good. It's just, just an energy there. Like, I just liked being there every day. I've never walked away from a school. I'm not like a, I didn't have a great time in school. Yeah. Uh, I wish I'd had a school like that, you know. That's awesome. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's not, of course, exclusive to charter schools. I mean, I, my wife works at, I got to throw props out here. My wife <laughs> works at a school, Bethany Elementary, out in the, Beth, the Bethany community. And, um, man, you get a bunch of good teachers together, committed adults, and they can do amazing things, oh, you know, right. in an environment like that. That's right. I mean, teacher, um, there was a study done years ago on effectiveness of, of what, what moves the needle. Well, how do you get student growth? And one of the biggest indicators of that is the type of teacher you have. Oh, yeah. And so if you have mm-hmm. a teacher who's dedicated, passionate, you hire passionate people, you get passionate results. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's true anywhere, right? Yeah. In anything. Yeah. yeah. And it's contagious. And the kids yeah. are going to get that, you know? Right. right. Yeah. And I'm all, you know, I mentioned probably earlier uh, relationships are, are key. Yeah. You know, if, if we're, we're doing, we're trying to have a power struggle with our kids, and, you know, sit down, do the, you know, it's just, and, and, and create an environment that's just not fun to be in. Right. You know, no, yeah. who wants to who wants to be there? No, I get it, man. I, I taught um, ninth grade English for it. Though it was only four years, it was very influential in my worldview because yeah. uh, of my age. I was, a you know, becoming an adult. Um, and um, I thought, oh, I'll just go take this teaching gig because I know the content. Like, I have a master's in writing and English and things like that. So I was like, you know, whatever. The kids, I guess, fine, whatever. I'll take them or leave them. No, dude. It's the exact opposite of that. It's all about the kids. I mean, the content, yes, we will learn it. I know it. We can learn it together, whatever. But it's all about connecting with the kids. And it, it, it changed me, man. It was a wonderful experience. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. So you, um, with YPA, you guys are, gonna, are opening this new campus. And it's not your average school because it has this place-based education component. So what is place-based education? That's a good question. You know, it's, it's an idea uh, that I think is very na- is a natural idea. And I'll, back, and I'll give you some examples to that. Uh, it, it's as if going out into, you know, we're sitting here at, you know, the Rock Hill Brewery, and we're sitting here at this table. And this table, you, you look at it, you think, well, I wonder what kind of wood this is. Um, unsturdy, unsturdy, yeah. barely screwed together. <laughs> hey, but it's, it, yeah. but it's partially right. It's from it an old pirate ship, actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you, uh, and you looked at the you know the building here. You looked at the, the commerce and, and everything around it. Yeah. Place-based learning is essentially knowing one's place. What can we learn in one's current place? Not wait, hold on. Not knowing one's place, like oh, you better know your place, son. No, no, no that's right not there. what you're saying at all. Well, that's important too. Right. In that moment, you better know your place yeah, and be right, quiet. Right, right, right. But you knew Ross's. So, and yeah. when he's wrestling, he says, you know your role. It's a big thing. Oh, yeah. right. The Rock right. said that. It's got to be yeah. true. You want to be yelling at a kid, so. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, do you know, <laughs> I saw something really fascinating. This is totally important. I should say this during yeah. this podcast. Um, that that his name would be just as amazing if it was Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Whoa, yeah, it would. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you were Dwayne. You'd be stoked yeah, about that. Exactly. So anyway, well, fun about it. Fun bring you guys back to the podcast. Here. Right? <laughs> no. So we know what it is. It's basically it's a, it's adopting your local environments. Yes. You know the 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 social, the cultural, the economic, the political, and natural environment that you're in. You know, I, I kind of compare it to um, golf. I don't know if you guys ever played golf before. 
Yeah, poorly. Poorly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really I'm there happy. with you. I think yeah. I'll use this as a, maybe analogy. Maybe some listeners out there can can appreciate this. But you know, you're on the tee box. You hit a shot. You know, maybe you're short of the green, and, and uh, the windmill kicks it out of the way. And yeah, that, uh, <laughs> kicks it in the little blue pond. Dragon. Uh, <laughs> it didn't go all the way through the dragon. Dragon was yeah. knocking in the little blue pond. So, sorry. We're, so sorry, no, no, sorry. no. You're good. You're good. So the, you know, it's, it's not a putt putt golf course, of right. course. Oh, but oh, I know. Now I'm with you. I'm now, now with you. So we're on the real course here. Okay, gotcha. um, you know, when you walk up to your ball, you know, there's some things that you think about. Like, you know, wow, is, what's my lie? Is it is it covered up with grass? How is it buried in a divot? You know, mm-hmm. how far am I away from the pin? You know, in the cup, or and what obstacles are in the way? You know, what's my, what's the wind like? Uh, you know, is my partner driving me nuts? You know, whatever. <laughs> All the factors that contribute to that moment. And so, knowing in that moment which club to pull. It's critical mm-hmm. yeah. because I have to basically examine the context around me and right. mm-hmm. in, in, in a real life application that is the social, that is the cultural, that is the economic, it is the political and the natural environment. And so that w- what club I, I choose is a set of skills that you must have in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it takes practice to develop that. And so if I have my, you know, my, my club here, I'll say that I'm you know, 15 yards away and there's a big bunker in front of me. And my chipping game isn't too well. I'm, I'm not quite sure if, I, if I'm just going to bump it over the, the, the bunker and let it just roll up there. But it's a pretty fast green. You know, all these factors are playing into this. So I pull out my flop wedge. A flop wedge is basically a 60 to 64 degree wedge that when you slide, it's almost a club that looks almost flat. Right. And so oh, when yeah. you come underneath the ball, it pops up at a 64 degree nice. angle and comes out. So when it spins, it goes, you hit it, a lot of spin is created and it goes high in the air. And when it lands, it lands softly. You know, so you go up there and the, the, the hardest thing about it, this is one of the hardest clubs to hit. Because if you miss... You skull it. Again. I mean, I mean yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's called uh, blading it. Yeah. I mean, it can, go, it can go either 15 yards or it can or go like a rocket. <laughs> it can yeah, go 75 like, yeah, yards. Yeah, that's yeah, right. You right. blade it, right? Yeah. And so that, that's really the, the key to place-based education and what we're trying to teach kids, that they need to recognize and take in the, all those factors and to be able to accurately respond with skills. And it takes that development, you know, to be able to know how to respond. And that response creates change. It creates something for a, a, a better good. Yeah. And hopefully three feet from the, the cup, you know, and you're able yeah. to, ta- you know, tap it in tap, for birdie. Tap, yeah, tap, tap. That's awesome. Because if, if I look back on my experience in public school, often I think about that as one thing that was missing is like, I never learned a lot of like problem solving and, and the specificity of like, this is what works here, that worked there. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt a lot of one size fits all kind of stuff. So like, sure, awesome. sure. Well, so I would say that... Um, the focus on problem solving and the idea of connectivity versus knowledge and all that stuff is happening in education in general. And I imagine in a charter school, you'd have more agility to get to some of that faster. But it seems like there's even more to place-based education than that, because that's incredibly important as well. But there's also just the like the kind of the tangible environment, the natural tangible environment, right? Is that That's right? You're yeah. absolutely right. You know, I appreciate you doing, kind of going a little, little bit further there. You know, it's, um, to give an, an example, uh, if I, you know, I have a class of kindergartners and there is, uh, we're here, is there a bakery around here? Probably yeah, pretty close, yeah, right? Corner, yeah. Imagine being in Kettleson, in which you have your school and you have the other commerce, you know, businesses around. And as a school, we partner with these businesses. 
what happens if we take that class down to the bakery right. and have the kindergartners point out the one that they like, you know, we like the round shape ones, you know, well, they're learning their, their shapes, I, you know, whatever. And, and let's do a poll on which one you like. So they're doing some math. Right, yeah. You know, at that level, mm-hmm. we're, we're teaching social skills, we're teaching how to, to you know, be out in public, we're right. teaching, yeah, yeah. you know, all those educational foundations. Uh, that may look different, say, in an eighth grade class, mm-hmm. where they're going in and they're talking about entrepreneurial skills. Mm-hmm. You know, what does it take to be able to, go to the same bakery, same bakery. But have a different experience? Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. And so, developmentally matching your community experiences mm-hmm. out in the environment, or the environment's much more than just a tree. Right, so yeah. this isn't a forest school. Right. Some people call. I don't want them to get confused with environmental education and place-based education. All oh, right. So environmental is you using entirely the environment as your basis. Mm-hmm. Place space is using the environment plus all the other context. The place includes environment and more. That's right. Built environment and things. Yeah, absolutely. But there is. I mean, come on. I'm going to be disappointed if there's not a nature is healthy component to this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We we found that uh, you know that connection to to nature um, in some research that I've read recently is that those who have that appreciation for that nature can see it there's almost like that ownership Mm -hmm. and accountability towards nature and so you find these people who are now serving in community roles who because one their context allows them to be knowledgeable Mm -hmm. because they've gone out say into the community and have expanded their curriculum into their natural economic natural resources then therefore when they sit on that city council where they have to approve certain a kettle song project such as you know that there may be some opposition against we're saving a lot of trees we're planting yeah, a lot of trees right. out there right yeah. trying to trying to get this community here so I know for some not not trying to get into the political side of that but there have been some opposition as to yeah, yeah. as to that development and uh, I, I I wouldn't sign on to it if I didn't think it's going to be great it was going to be so having that partnerships are, are critical for the school success yeah you know I I grew up in Rock Hill and I didn't learn anything about Rock Hill until about 15 years ago yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm 45 years old I, I, all my education was in Rock Hill. Then I went to Charlotte. Then I went off to college. But like you know, coming up from, you know, four years old, I was educated in Rock Hill and didn't learn anything about this place. Yeah. Um, you and know, as an adult, I'm fascinated by oh, anything yeah. to do with the history of this town. So I'm thinking, why not study history in the context of our local history? Why not learn math in the context of local economies? And why not do it that way? I don't know. Exactly yeah. right. And your return, I mean, you have people already as, as a teenager getting involved in this. And is that not going to sustain your city? Yeah. yeah. Is that not going to have people want to you know, create their own business and understand already a world that, you know, it took you 15, you know, how many years later to be able to understand, 85 right? 85 years. What's <laughs> 85? Yeah, yeah. I knew you, you're looking good I'm for 85. Again, math. We didn't cover math. Yeah, yeah. You're looking good. It, it might yeah. be six. It could be. I'm not sure. Oh my goodness. Oh, um, you know, but, but the unique location is that you know we we may have students from the Catawba tribe. We yeah. may have the rural kids out a little further down in Lancaster and, and you know, yeah. Chester County, and and also from you know pull down from from Rock Hill. So this, is this a school that only the affluent can attend? No, it's uh, it's a it's a lottery based. You apply, you go on our website, you apply for the school, um, and we have an enrollment. So essentially, you 
parents go and enroll, we push a button on a computer, it generates those in, in this lottery, no and, and they're selected. And that's it. Wow. That's and it. And they're in. They're in. Wow. No cost. Huh. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So for us, you know, being a new school, I mean, we're opening K through five first. You don't know who you're getting. Right. And yeah. so it's very important that, you know, think about all those different cultures that could, you know, you could have the rural kid. Yeah. You could have like the little more inner city Rock Hill kid. You could have, yeah. you know, an Indian, you know, or native, everything, right? Um, I think they said roller kids for a second. You roller? roller kids. Which, sure. That's been pretty cool. I hope you have some roller kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, with wheelies and their shoes and stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a death. They need to learn some stuff. <laughs> you know, before I came here, I, I thought, of, you know, I just sat there in my office and I was just thinking, you know, what, you know, what about placed education? Um, would be the most meaningful for kids. And I, and I wrote something down here. I said, understanding one's place in life, you know, the now, uh, promotes a self-awareness um, on how to better connect with the future. Mm. So, yeah, that's cool. You know, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, what does that mean to you? I mean, I'm, I'm turning into a teacher here, right? Yeah, right? I mean, what does that mean that you, you right now are sitting here, you know, in, in this context? What if you didn't know the context of yeah. why you're here or how you got here? Yeah, I mean, it would be crippling. And, you know, the awareness of, of the now. I always talk about be here now with my children, you know, not only for sanity of mind and, like, in, enjoying yourself to just be here and be present. Um, and that's kind of like a, hey, let's put our phones away conversation. You know? <laughs> but, um, but the idea that you would connect your learning with the here, because, you know, you go into a room and close the door and sit in the chair and even if the adult there is connecting with you, if what you're being told about seems like it's just plucked from the far away, you know what I mean? It doesn't, it's like, and it, like I've had to remind my son and as he was, uh, this, you know, bringing forward the question that I always brought forward, why should I care about this? Like, what? I had to remind him, well, you're learning how to learn, yeah. you know, you're learning how to have different bosses, you're learning how, I have to give him that whole spiel. But if he was more connected to the here and now in his learning, I think he, he would be more in tune with that naturally, you know. Yeah. And those skills are, I mean, the, you want to talk about setting kids apart from others. Yeah. Not that we want to be, you know, different. Right. We want everyone to grow and learn. Yeah. You know, so we're, um, you know, I, I think if as we, we focus on that to be our main, our main efforts, you know, we're, we're going to have students who are going to achieve better, get better results because they are engaged in what they love. Yeah. I, my, I was thinking about uh, oh, my poor dad. I was one of those kids, dad, why, why? It wasn't like yeah. I was trying to be annoying, but I always asked, always asked why. Yeah. Um, and, you know, eventually my dad would be like, son, go, go play because yeah. he got tired of answering why. Uh, but the school is, we're answering why. Yeah. And um, That's cool. Yeah. I wish yeah. I had that when I was a kid. I wouldn't yeah, bother my dad so much. That's imperative to anything. Yeah. If you don't understand what's, why you're learning that and what's going on inside of it, and, and that if it's just this arbitrary thing that sort of falls down and hits you, it's like, why does it matter? I have to retain this information so that you trust me that I did, and then I move on. Yeah, right, exactly. And there's only so much you can get a young person to buy into the idea yeah but you're learning how to learn they're like come on man yeah, yeah. If, you like, if you like money you like working yeah, 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 right. yeah. so um what if somebody came at you with a criticism that said um by being so hyper local you're gonna perpetuate this kind of like hyper local tribalism like you're gonna yeah, not I give people 
expose them to world cultures, world religions, world, you know, like really broaden their minds. Sure. You know, oftentimes when you sit in a classroom, uh, you, know, you know, textbooks are typically written, you know, come from the big states, you know, and, and so they're written from a global to a local kind of more globally right yeah and so you know but you start locally here and you expand out globally it doesn't mean you don't learn of those things it doesn't mean but but you, you you if you can solve your problems locally yeah if everyone started doing that how would it collectively do globally yeah you know the whole uh your brick of the wall or your part of the yeah. wall or whatever it yeah. Up, right? you yeah. Your part. yeah that's cool pink Floyd. Yes, and the Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> uh, do you listen uh, to one more than the other? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, the big old Harry Fox only plays Floyd. Yeah, so. yeah. So my hands are tied. Yeah. <laughs> it's not often they play Charlton Heston reading the Bible yeah, right, or yeah. something. <laughs> right. Um, man, this is cool, Lenny. I, I, I appreciate you sharing about. Um, uh, place-based education about YPA specifically. I know that, <clears throat> I mean, this stuff's happening pretty quick, I guess, over the next two years. You guys are going to be opening up a campus? Yeah, that's that right. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, it takes a lot of planning, a lot of, uh, you know, as a school, we were able to procure one of the largest USDA loans in, in, in the history of the nation. Wow. Well, you know, 40 plus million dollars. Uh, for the school, the school is going to be designed uh, to incorporate, you know, the aesthetics of nature, of, yeah. of learning, and whatnot. And there's been a lot of thought and preparation for that. And uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm looking to hire people who have that passion for nature and passion for bringing on the hands-on. You know, bringing the bakery people into the school, allowing us to come into their community. Um, and so uh, we'll continue that hiring process from here until when we open. Well, I mean, I, it really. It's going to give your teachers the opportunity to be, seems like, really creative and entrepreneurial in their own way, um, as far as innovative and coming up with different ways to. Because I imagine you don't have it all scripted. On Tuesday, you go to the bakery. I mean, right? No, so no. How does that work? The teacher kind of says, "Hey, we want to do this. We want to go here." Is that sure. how it works? That's a good question. You know, we we are working out those details. You know, the logistics behind it. Um, but you know, we're looking to have someone to hire that's very educated on place-based learning, and they will become you know basically the trainer. Yeah. You know, train train the train the trainee, train the trainee, 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 whatever. Kind of a kind of a thing yeah. in which uh, we'll provide support in the classroom, help set up the community relationships, help you know provide schedule those field trips, working with each grade level to ensure yeah. that the kids have a rich, you know, experience. But, you know, there, there's, what, what's great about this, if the, the community is truly involved, I mean, there are parents out there who have a skill, who have a trade, who have a story, who have a history that can provide that context for yeah. students. And, and so we, we encourage that. We, we want that participation, you know, from, from all uh, yeah. locales. Well, I, well, um, so Kettle Song is a development that is uh, set to develop kind of uh, adjacent and actually kind of around uh, this new YPA campus. And um, it is uh, it's a walkable village style um, type of community with different types of housing to accommodate different income levels that is all about putting the car away um, and having a having shared spaces, parks, uh, they're preserving, and it's the idea that if you create a village that's dense in its center, then you can preserve uh, the natural surroundings around it and keep a rural quality uh, and still accommodate 
a lot of people. And the whole idea is that that part of the county is going to have way more people. There's nothing you can do to stop yeah, the fact. I-77 near corridor, people are coming. So it's like, how, what do you do with them, right? So the idea of Cattle Song is, well, here's what you do with them. You create a village style that's dense, that has protected open areas around it. And within that village, you uh, focus on walkability. And I would imagine that YPA, while it could be successful driving to a coffee shop, um, the ability for the students and the teachers and all to just walk through the village experience and experience commerce, experience residential experience, um, water management, you know, whatever, would be pretty amazing for YPA success, I would say. I, I would say, you know, we're, the school itself sits on 20 acres. Oh, wow. You know, 20 plus acres. So, you know, there's going to be room to, to stuff our wetlands. We're preserving. It's been, you know, going through, you know, the USDA loan process. There's, you know, different studies and things that we have to do. We're wetlands and, and trying to preserve as much as the natural environment as we can. We're not here to destroy trees. We're here to actually learn all about them and preserve them right, and understand yeah. them. And understand why they're important. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it definitely seems like the kind of method you're saying is is what sets like ypa apart something like kettle song definitely makes sense as like that sort of fits in flawlessly in terms of like it's a very the idea that it's very safe not just like there's no crime but like there's not cars blast there's not traffic and there's not all these like danger things everywhere to let you have to hide the kids in a building all the time yeah i mean like they they get these kids out uh from this uh uh i don't know it's it's not called a nursery but preschool i guess and walk them all down holding hands and they mm-hmm. go to the coffee shop and they you know it, but but if they didn't have this uh village style environment where do you walk them to mm-hmm. i mean don't you can put them in a bus you know what i mean yeah i you know people kids they, they naturally adapt right yeah. i mean if this was new york city we're sitting in and downtown coffee shop kids are going out on, on a field trip place-based education can happen there yeah exactly. and so so you know kids adapt teachers adapt and and, and you know once again because I understand the context of what, you know, the, the fears of maybe of some parents or, uh, you know, it really can, that helps shape my decision making because I, I understand my place. I understand the school's place uh, in, in that community yeah. and what, you know, I have to judge what is safe, what is unsafe, what will be acceptable culturally and yeah. socially. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just an indicator of of, you know, if our students can develop those skills to be able to make decisions like that in their lives, they can see things in a bigger picture, then that's what's going to make them successful. Yeah. Well, this is a little bit of a tough question, man, um, but I'm, I'm interested to ask it because it's not specific to a charter school. It's kind of just teachers. <clears throat> with, with, you know, extreme examples of polarization and our social cultural kind of stuff with... Um, the idea that uh, with a certain segments of the population uh, fearful of or demonizing certain types of learning or th- you know like with it just being so dicey sure. out there on Facebook you know and all that <laughs> so, h- how do you uh, without completely like just shutting off the world because you're trying to integrate into the contextually into the world that's right how do you stay true to what you can teach as being facts and solid and truth and or not, I don't know if not truth but you know what I mean like something that you that isn't everything can't just be well 
my opinion. Like, well, this table is solid. Well, that's your opinion. Yeah. Well, no, it is solid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, like, how do you have some type, you know, stay true to um, that? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, objectivity ain't what it used to be. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, there has been, uh, I think, with a growing opinion on social media, everyone feels like they have a voice, a voice, and that's important, and that they should be heard, right. um, and, and their voice matters. And, you know, for the most part, but it yeah. It, 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 <laughs> but you know, it, it does matter, but you know, but it doesn't. But you know, I can say that, why, you know, why, the current YPA campus were built on, on you know, good foundational skills, you know, yeah. character. And yeah. let, let's not get to what, um, what we should be doing and not be doing. Let's just talk about the, the root of of how we ought to be as, as citizens. You know, at the new school, we're, we're going to have the national anthem. Yeah. We're going to fly the flag. We're going to, you know, love this country. And, dis, you know, despite if, if you have feelings contrary, it's still the country. You yeah. know, it's still, it's still who we pay allegiance to. And so it's that, that, that patriotism, that, that love for what the principles found within the Constitution, that's what we're upholding. And it can be done in a, in a, in a way that's, that's kind. It's polite and moves the message or moves the needle one way or the other as a society. But it's, it, I don't think there's any progress when we alienate or we place one group above it, uh, another. You know, we have one job to do in that school, and that is to educate, to teach, and, and do it in a manner and a way that's in, not filled with teachers and, who are putting out their own personal agendas or, or, or opinions. You know, we're there. We have state standards that we go by, yeah. and that's what we need to be teaching within those uh, those realms. And if our opinions are implemented, we we ask that um, uh, even at the current campus that teachers be careful about how they how they share things, yeah. and because there's just no room in education for that. We're here to help kids come up to their own, come to their own conclusions by understanding the context that they live in. Right. Because this table, to me, is very hard. To you, it may be very soft. Who's right? Who's wrong? We could argue about that all day, right? So I'm not going to get lost in the arguing in order to achieve the result of us. We're actually sitting on the table, and we're doing just fine. Right, yeah. I don't believe this table is real. <laughs> that's propaganda. <laughs> it could be. It could be. That was a long answer, you know, but it's a tough question, man. It is. And, I, and I don't think I don't expect anybody to have the answer to it per se. Um and I mean not not to discredit your answer, but I'm just saying um it's a it's a whole nother podcast for sure. But um yeah. Yeah. But I will say, man, that um the idea that kids would be in touch with their environments, both natural environment as well as local businesses, local government, um, how their community is being stewarded, um, it is a connection that it has been lost over the past hundred years, as we've compartmentalized society and basically said, okay, well, we're standardizing education across, you know, and then now you're in this room and you're learning about things that seem completely abstract, you know, it's like. I love the idea that you would um, connect with, you'd kind of put your feelers out and connect with the things around you to then let it take you to larger conclusions. I also love the idea that a school would be part of an immediate community and be part of a larger community. So if Kettle Song happens around YPA, to me, that just many times multiplies the opportunity to engage with an immediate surrounding environment. You know what I mean? That's right. And I think that's that's been the the whole um, reason why we're there. We want to be there, and yeah. you know, and and working with the developer because there is that vision, 
and it's just a matter of time until others see that and they feel that. Yeah. And in a world where the politics can sometimes get in the way or um, our personal feelings, I think that there is a greater gain because of the school and the development and, and its purposes. And I, people just need to give it a chance. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great, man. We're excited to see it happen. Um, I know there's uh, all kinds of opinions around uh, charter schools. I think um, some of them are legit, some of them are misguided. I mean, the idea that people think taxpayers pay for charter schools, people think that um, only affluent people can get into a charter school. I mean, the idea that there's a lottery, the idea that it's not taxpayer funded, it's just incredible. Um, well, we do receive you know, money from the from the state. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and, so how does that work? So, you know, there's, there's a particular, you know, receive funding uh, per pupil. Uh, from the state, state, state money. Because, because you're meeting the standards of those kids. Yeah, you have to. I mean, right. if you're going to be at accredited school, if you're going to be recognized as state of South Carolina, you have to meet uh, those, those standards. But there is there is some taxpayer money from the state, you know, that come that come to us. Also, some federal funds. But um, but other than that, our building facilities are not not paid for. It's not a tax that we levy on on anyone. So in other words, York County's not paying to uh, taxes to pay the, build that school. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, I think there's some misinformation about charter schools. Maybe people can learn more about. And then I think there's a real appetite for what you're describing as place-based education that people would have no idea. When you say place-based education, they wouldn't know that it's actually those very things that you were describing it as. Where most people, I would think, would say it would be wholesome and positive to connect with your immediate environment. You know. All right, so um, you've got here a quote that you uh, feel like is pretty spot on about place-based education. Why don't you share it with us? Yeah, sure. It comes from uh, David Zobel. Or Sobel. He's a professor uh, at Antioch, Antioch University or College um, up in northeast here. He says, place-based education is the process of using the local community, which we've talked about, and environment as a starting point to teach concepts, like in all the subjects, language arts, mathematics, social studies, science, and other subjects across the curriculum. Emphasizing hands-on, you know, we talked about the bakery going there, right? Real-world learning experiences, we talked about that. This approach to education increases academic achievement. There's one study, I'll just pause, there's one study that actually talked about uh, mathematics scores with place-based education. I mean, through the roof, because they're learning math in a way that they can understand and relate to. Well, how many donuts did you have? What if we multiply this? What about your gains? What if we, what's your uh, marginal, or what's your... Um, economies of scale you know how, how do you get to a point where you're making money or losing money you know I those are five, all... I had five donuts and my gains were five pounds <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, how good do the donuts yeah, taste sure that's that's the kindergarten question right yeah, taste yeah, you know yeah. which one you yeah. taste right which one tastes better 14 uh, it also says here academic achievement helps students develop stronger ties to their community of course that's going to happen enhances students appreciation for the natural world and create a heightened commitment to serving as an active country con- contributing citizens. Community vitality and environmental quality are improved through active engagement of local citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes people you're talking about just act in their own little, you know, spheres oh, of, yeah, of, yeah. of the world. We drive the same streets, the same, you know, we didn't know there's a certain parts of Rock Hill. Honestly, I pulled into here, I was thinking, I've never been here before. Oh, wow, yeah. I, need, I need to bring my wife to eat at the, the pizzeria next yes. door or whatever, right? So, um, Community vitality and environmental quality are improved through the active engagement of local citizens, community organization, and environmental resources in the life of the school. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and the thing is, too, I think that, like you said earlier, you know, it's like you're 
there's all this value in learning about the place you're in and affecting the community you're in. Of course, that's really important, but like they're kids who will grow up to be adults who maybe they stay, maybe they go find some other place to be, but wherever they go, I imagine if they've, they've developed this ability to read their environment, know what it needs and doesn't need, or at least speculate on it and try to, I don't know, like try to, try to like live in the place they're in and not just have some agency and sort of understand where they are. I think that that's going to carry over no matter where they go. Yeah. They're sort of learning around all that stuff, you know? Yeah, for sure. They know how to interject themselves in that place. Right. You know, they, they know they know their niche. You know, there's a big thing now with, you know, mental health. That oftentimes, you know, the suicide rates are up. You know, we're seeing just more mental health cases and issues in, in the schools. These kids are really struggling to be able to, you know, get through COVID and, you know, the isolation that comes with that. And uh, a recent study, I, I'm sorry, I, don't, I can't quote where it came from, but I, I did read that when students or when people have a sense of community where they know where they can find their resources or know how to belong and where to belong, then those rates go down. Yeah, I can, I can, that totally rings true with me. I mean, I, I just, um, there's an isolation that can come when you're just, it's like you and your phone in the world, you against yeah. the world, you know what I mean? I think, and this is just an observation as a person who's existed on planet Earth quite a while now. Um, there's not a lot of people, most people who are destructive or negative and be it, be it destructive to others, destructive to themselves, more often than not, those are people who didn't feel a sense of community growing up. I think that that's this key. That is like, you cannot, it does not behoove anyone to like, not feel that they belong to something. And they're always going to try to either belong to something or they're going to try to create something more often than not that becomes like a negative thing to get to like create a home and a community and a team a tribe or whatever and so I, yeah I definitely think the more you can when people are young give them a positive sense of belonging to a community the more they're going to grow up to be productive and happy people that's I love your comments because you know it it it, it expands to the fact that you know we talked about how polarized or education can be with all the different political things happening in the world and teachers teaching what they you know the thing is that the key concept here is you're exposing kids not to just radical things, but a spectrum of knowledge in which, you know, there's been, a, you know, just whole movements throughout the country where there's trying to understand sexuality or trying to understand, you know, certain beliefs, whatever it is. NFTs. But, <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, then sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit hole. Oh, maybe I asked. But anyway, we're trying to, you know, by exposing them to to certain. Um, I don't know. Sorry about that. I apologize. <laughs> he threw you off there. But, with the okay. No, 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 no. I apologize. No, to, to 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 expose kids to a spectrum of um, of learning, it actually it causes an a sense of. Um, we call equality or sense of um, acceptance mm-hmm. for what's happening because yeah. they're not so narrow, you know, narrow-minded yeah. or focused. Yeah. The world is, has expanded, and locally, you know, as that expands, then then globally. I, yeah, I'm glad you said that. I think that um, that that is so critical that that to be exposed to more things versus fewer things gives you a comfort in and a confidence in what you do embrace versus if things are just shut off to you it's the it's the apple you know it's the I mean it's like the forbidden fruit mm-hmm. thing like, you know what I mean it's like it's 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 better to have to learn about I mean this is my opinion but you know to learn it the, the more broadly you can learn about different 
people's experiences on this planet, the more you can feel comfortable in what you embrace, you know what I mean? You know, looking at the, the whole child, looking at people as people, you yeah. know, without the labels, I think that's critical. You know, and so yeah, if yeah. we can get our students to look at people for, you know, I got, you know, three bearded guy and people here and one, yeah, you know, trying to roll on the, way. On the yeah. way, right? By the end of the podcast, you'll have a full beard here. Um, but, uh, man, I, I get so sidetracked, I'll be honest with you. I start listening <laughs> to what you have to say. And I just, that, like yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Oh, what was I trying to say again? <laughs> Oh, well, my goodness. Oh, we might have to cut that part out. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. But anyway, Lanny, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you. I, I know that um, your experience and your passion uh, in education and uh, charter schools and place-based education here is going to benefit whoever you get, get the opportunity to teach. I think that YPA uh, being a part of this compelling place so that it can enhance its place based you know thing is really exciting opportunity for rock hill and south side of rock hill um so i appreciate you taking the time to come talking to us thanks jason i appreciate it we really want to make a difference yeah well you're well on your way brother i appreciate that yeah man you're a good man thank you chris any final words can you settle the debate between me and lanny finally yes i can settle that right here jason Jason, 40, yes. 48. 48. Lanny, 32. <laughs> oh, Good baby. try, Lanny. No, Maybe, right. oh, Maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. Well, Perfect I guess. Ten. <laughs> Double zeros. All right. Well, I guess we will see you guys next time on Old Town, New World.